for all of the leader, leaders that he encountered, and for all of the lives. You cannot lead or live well if you need everyone to be happy with you and like you. Let me say that again. You cannot lead or live well if you need everyone to be happy with you and like you. Listen closely. If our goal is to have as many people like us as possible, many of us will not love people well. If our goal is to be conflict pursuant, we will not love people well either. We must choose the goal of serving what we understand to be the good of others. There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others, saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Your task is to be true, not popular. Luke chapter 6, verse 26 says, Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Number three, a freedom from presuming control. Now, this is hard, okay? This is hard, but this is so many of us. A freedom from presuming control. This is what really keeps contending in the right lane. Contending is not controlling. And as I've often said, and I had to remind myself, the most important distinction we can make in relating to others is the difference between control and influence. The simple truth is that we don't have control over other people. We don't have control over others. What we have is influence. What I have found is that only when we let go of presuming we can control others can we really embrace the power that we do have, which is influence. When Jesus contended with those he loved, he never assumed that they had to accept what he said. He presented timely truth and allowed them to choose how they would respond. This is how one person described it. It's about being centered in what you believe is right and also being connected to the other person and maintaining those two elements. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus defined himself by saying who he was and what his mission was. Yet, and at the same time, he never controlled or manipulated others to agree. Instead, he asked questions and invited others into conversations to help them see where they stood in relationship to him. Why? Because he was centered. He was centered. He knew who he was and what he believed but he was also able to maintain various degrees of connection, even when others didn't understand or agree. See, Jesus frequently entered into prophetic debate with the religious leaders who were trying to trap him and then accepted invitations to eat in their home. Even when Peter was at odds with Jesus, Jesus maintained a relationship with him. Look at it. All through scriptures, and I'm going to get to that in just a few minutes when we conclude. When we presume we might be able to control others, we'll become too connected and try manipulating, or we will avoid altogether. Number four, and I'm going to wrap this up, a position of humility. A position, see, contending well involves a position of humility that is honest with our own challenges. Now, we can presume that Jesus was above reproach in his own character. 
But he did model humility. He didn't engage others as an expression of superiority. And he taught us that we must confront our own behavior so we can appropriately engage the challenges that we may see in others. You may recall when he said this in Matthew chapter 7. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye? Look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. These words capture the irony and the hypocrisy that so many people have felt. Jesus is capturing right here the irony of presuming we should be focused solely on the behavior of others. We need to embrace a position of humility that is honest with our own challenges. But this also captures a key to engaging a more genuine level of relationship. And all of this begins with ourselves. So here it is. Openness elicits openness. Honesty elicits honesty. If we want to connect on a more meaningful level, it often begins with us. Jesus is in the upper room. And we start to notice everybody's there and they're feasting. And over there at this side of the table, Jesus is with them and they're all supping and they're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And the same guy that denied him, the same guy that not denied him just one time, not twice, but three times, ended up sitting at the same table? How is that possible? Because Jesus knew the value and the potential of people. He understood friendships. He understood people, much like the woman at the well. He understood that in her sinful state, she would speak openly and honestly, and because of her transformation, people would hear what God was doing in her life. They're sitting there at this table. Now, let me tell you this as we close. They're having this dialogue, and they're going back and forth in this dialogue, and Jesus is looking at Peter. And the Bible says that he was the rock. Interesting that his name changed and that God, God saw the value of a friend. See, we go into our friendship sometimes manipulating and controlling and not understanding our role in that relationship. But if you're dealing with something that's difficult in a relationship right now, I want you to lean on the side of humility to be humble. Let God start to manifest himself and work, show the other people around you that you could be a little bit more loving and kind and forgiving. Maybe they're not. But as I go through this dialogue, I want you to think about this. Hey, Peter, I have a question for you. Well, what is it? Do you love me? Oh, come on, Jesus. You know I've been a part of your life. You know I love you. I mean, I love you. He said, oh, come on now. What do you mean you love me? He said, 
you know I love you. No, I need to ask you a question. What is that question? Well, do you love me? He said, now can you guys just imagine, here's Peter looking at Jesus, and here he is, you know, seeing that now he is the Messiah, the risen Savior of the world. He died for the sins of man, and yet he's sitting back eating his great poupon and his bread or whatever else is going on, and then he looks at Jesus so flippantly and says, Oh, you know, I, I love you. I, I love you, man. You're my buddy. Punched him in the arm. And so let me explain what's taking place. There's two different types of love, agape love and phileo love. And when you break down the, the text there in John, what it's saying, or even in the Gospels, it's saying there was a friendship love and a sacrificial love. And so Jesus kept looking at him and saying, what I'm trying to say, Peter, would you give of your life for me? Do you understand our relationship? Would you, much like I did, would you die? Would you die for me? I died for you. Where was Jesus going with this dialogue? Jesus was going in this dialogue. He was showing, listen, I'm not looking at what you've done. See, I've already forgiven you from your past. But I see your potential. And Peter, it clicked with him. And he looked at Jesus and he said, You know I love you. You know I'd give my life for you. You know I'd sacrifice everything in my life for you. That's the love that Jesus was asking. And he immediately said this as he said to the woman at the well. Then feed my sheep. I believe many of us in this room have been hurt. And we can all keep record of those hurts and those wrongs. But I want you to know that Jesus wants to have a deep, intimate relationship with you. And he wants you to be free from the pain of your past. He wants you to understand what true love is about. Oh, but look at them. No, that is not the dialogue that I just read in the scriptures where Jesus said, all I'm asking is, are you worthy? Come on, your name is Rock. You are, I mean, you're a strong tower. You're a foundation. Go preach the gospel. Will you go to the depths of pain and suffering for me? Will you tell the world that I am alive, that I have risen from the grave? Peter said, yes, you know I love you. We need to walk out of this place more excited, with more energy than we ever walked into this place saying, you know what? I want to have that same type of love for Jesus that Peter had because I have a message to share and a gospel to share with the world because God showed us his love. He demonstrated his love and while we were sinners, he died for us. The world needs to know that we are loved because we manifest the love of our Savior Jesus Christ. This morning as we rise to our feet, is there someone that we could think of who you could see 
taking a step to connect with more deeply by sharing deeply, whether of your own struggles or concerns for theirs. Can I ask you, will you dare to let Jesus love you? Can I ask myself the question, can I dare to let Jesus love me? It was he who shared his suffering for our sake. He who has showed us unconditional love. We can risk rejection when we receive his love for us. But I love that Jesus expounded on, exemplified on. He didn't say, listen, you know who I am. I'm the son of the living God. He didn't keep records of wrong. He said, I see your potential. And church, Christ sees your potential. You have enough belief in yourself to say, God, I'll go to the cross for you. I'll die for you. I'll live my life for you. And I'll let the world know and I'll shout it from the mountains, from the corners of the city. I'll speak of Jesus everywhere. When you go to people, Show them grace, love, and humility, and you'll start changing people for our Savior. Let us pray. Father, we love you and we thank you for this morning. Father, we thank you that we can all contend, we can strive, we can assert to love people deeper. God, there are people in in my life that are just unlovely people. But God, thank you for your scriptures today. Thank you for your word today. And there's so much truth in the word of God. Thank you for speaking to our hearts and our minds and our souls and our lives. Oh God, for those that are in here that may not know you, may they come to the saving grace of Jesus. Father, would you help us, deliver us from our proud spirit, from the stronghold of pride, and help us to build better relationships, not to be scorekeepers, but to run and to strive to love you and love other people better. God, help us to have a phileo, sacrificial kind of love. Help us to to fall deeper in love with you. God, here I am today. I surrender all. Every bit of my life, I surrender my all. And here I stand with arms wide open, Father, to receive what you have for me today. And in this room, we all stand knowing what our potential is, but living a life of fear and afraid to proclaim the gospel for fear what people might think of us. God, change us today. Reshape us today. And we'll receive what you have to say to all of us today. In your holy name we pray, amen. Let's sing together. If the Lord has spoken to you, the altar call is always open every week for you. You stood before How much do you love Him? Will you humble yourself today? If God is speaking to you, leave it at the altar. Leave it at the foot of the cross. You spoke the earth Would you come to him today? 
He's calling you. Would you come? You stood before my failures. Listen. Carry the cross for my shame. My sin weighed upon your shoulders. My soul now to stand. So what could I say? What could I do? Offer this heart, oh God. Can you say this? I mean it today.
those who are staying for lunch. If you are elderly and hard of walking, you can go ahead and start making your way to the fellowship hall. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we can gather here together. We can worship you. We can honor you. We can praise you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you cared enough for us you laid down your life for us so that we could live and we could have freedom in you. Let us put that into practice this week, our freedom that is found in you. And search for you in everything we do and everybody that we come in contact with. Help us to show that you are the way, the truth, and the life. In your holy and most precious name. Amen. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.